You are listening to the Spectral Skull Session, tales from the twilight world of myth, mystery, and imagination. The idea behind this podcast is that we explore claims about the occult, supernatural, and paranormal from an analytical standpoint. We're open to the existence of a world beyond the five senses, and we dismiss that dogmatic skepticism that insists that any story about the unexplained has to reduce to hallucinations or swamp gas. But we're not committed to any particular theory or philosophy about what the paranormal is, and we realize that whatever is out there, the answer is likely to be more complicated than any existing model or theory. What we bring to the table is small s skepticism, a skepticism that we throw as much on the mainstream accounts as we do on the supernatural story. Okay, let's get started. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. This is the Spectral Skull Session, and I am your host, Dane. The UFO whistleblower situation has officially gone wild, with claims about alien bodies, Mussolini, and alien attacks on human beings. On top of that, a wake of wannabe whistleblowers has emerged in the past few weeks, all tooting their shrill horns to the beat of a different song. From alien meditation app salesman Stephen Greer, who staged a press conference to reassure us aliens are the good guys, to a viral 4chan post about an undersea UFO factory that eats military submarines. But is this all, as I will suggest, chatter? To obscure the real story that these whistleblowers are stumbling on to genuine government misconduct concealed deep in the bowels of the Pentagon? So let's get started. First, less than a week following the news about a UFO whistleblower coming forward June 5th, a big-name UFOlogy guy, 67-year-old Stephen Greer, he's been in the UFOlogy business for at least 30 years. He held his own UFO event at the National Press Club in D.C. Greer founded the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, CSETI, it's like CSETI, in 1990 ostensibly to create a diplomatic and research-based initiative to contact extraterrestrial civilizations. Greer, who claims that he accidentally triggered the national UFO flap of 73 through his latent psychic powers, has been selling this app you can download on your iPhone or Samsung Galaxy that will allow you to find a way to use your own latent telepathic powers to contact extraterrestrials, and you can actually have a close encounter of the fifth kind, which is the kind that comes about through your own mind. The app has been endorsed by singer-songwriter Demi Lovato, who says that she has had some uncomfortably close encounters through her own CE5 meditation training. Greer's June 12 whistleblower event included alleged former military officers who testified they witnessed a man-made UFO in 2009 in Indonesia. They say it was offloading illegal weapons and drugs. Okay, so first we have this app that the aliens are using to sexually harass Demi Lovato. Then we have the sighting of a UFO crammed with drugs and weapons. Maybe this is all just the CIA. Greer claims to have recruited over 700 high-level government and corporate whistleblowers willing to talk about UFOs and ETs, as well as the existence of covert government programs all run illegally. And now he says his organization is preparing a lawsuit against the government. They plan to sue 
under the Racketeering Influence Corrupt Organization, or RICO Act. Greer said in a press release, quote, It's really about the renewal of democracy, because everyone says we're a free country in a democracy. But how free and how democratic can it be if the most important technologies and the most important discoveries are kept from the media and the public and our policy makers? End quote. Greer, now rumors abound about him that I am not going to repeat on air for liability reasons, but I will say that a lot of the distrust that I hear about Greer seems to be connected to his unusual take on UFOs and aliens. He absolutely believes in a galactic civilization, which you can contact telepathically, and he absolutely believes that the aliens are benevolent, 100% on our side. It's evil human beings who are hiding them from us, and squirreling away their technology. So enough about Greer. Now let's go back to that whistleblower we were talking about last week. Now this show reported on seasoned and decorated U.S. military intelligence officer David Grush. He has come forward and spoken with veteran New York Times reporters about his alleged uncovering of multiple black box UFO research programs inside the military-industrial complex. Now, that first article published in the debrief focused on Grush's bona fide credentials and detailed a number of people inside the military who were publicly or privately backing his character and work history. And the focus of, of that first article was threefold. One, Grush's allegation of secret UFO research facilities inside the government. Two, his prima facie determination, these programs are inappropriately and illegally concealed from proper oversight. Three, his filing a complaint about retaliation to the inspector general. Unfortunately, since then, the Grush story has taken a weird and kinky twist into the bizarre, with Grush giving interviews where he waxes widely about stories he's heard concerning the UFO situation. And these stories include some wild claims such as one recovered alien craft is much larger on the inside than it is on the outside. A worker who went inside became disoriented and became sick. And when he came back out, he discovered that much time had passed on the outside, even though he'd only been inside for a few minutes. So time dilation. Now here it's tempting to connect this story back to Greer's whistleblowers and ask yourself, this UFO that he went into and then became disoriented and it was larger on the inside than it was on the outside. Could this possibly be the same UFO that was carrying all those illegal drugs? <laughs> that might explain why he became so disoriented and lost track of time. Alternatively, maybe it wasn't even a UFO. Maybe it was just Demi Lovato. Now, Greer. He's also reported that the first documented UFO retrieval program actually started with a crash landing in Italy in 1933. That craft was initially recovered by Mussolini, the Italian dictator's fascist government, but following the collapse of the Axis powers, it was captured by a precursor to the CIA in 1944 and presumably relocated to the United States. Now, one UFO proved difficult to relocate. They hooked a chain and a bulldozer up to it, and they simply yanked out a pie slice. So it just kind of came right out of the ship as though the ship was actually designed to come apart if you pulled on it. No explanation about how they ultimately ended up moving that ship to a secure location. 
And some of these ships, it doesn't even seem like they could be moved to a secure location because Grush is saying at least one ship is the size of a football field. How do you move that? He's also said that both aliens and the government have been murdering people for 80 years, basically telling um, News Nation that, yes, the aliens have been sometimes acted malevolently towards humans and government contractors, who are, I presumably, well, most of our government contractors are also humans. And finally, Gresh has leaked that negotiations between humans and aliens have yielded, quote, agreements that risk putting our future in jeopardy, end quote. But on that last remark, News Nation really put it to him and said, can you explain this? And he demurred, saying that he wants to know more about it himself. So as wild as these claims are, and they are wild, and, you know, there's no guarantee any of this is true, because now we've got Grush making progressively less credible claims and without providing more evidence. So that is a problem. But uh, in defense of the whistleblower story, we do have these top-notch reporters who are laying their credibility on the line, saying they've got, you know, a large number of people willing to back this story up. They're saying some of these people are off the record. They're saying that some of these people are going straight to Congress. They don't want to talk to the public at all. They don't want to talk to the Pentagon at all. And so um, what's happening now is that Congress is saying they're going to have a committee to look into the matter. They've announced plans for a hearing. We still don't know when that hearing is going to be scheduled. We do know that Tim Burchett, he's a Republican from Tennessee, and Anna Polina Luna, Republican from Florida, they are going to co-chair the committee. Now, Tim Burchett is a dyed-in-the-wool UFO believer, uh, which is fine, but he's not on any intelligence committees. He has no military or intelligence experience. And yet, despite his lack of personal experience, he's probably the most outspoken member of Congress on the UFO matter. He's given multiple interviews in which he says that aliens are here and they are being covered up by the U.S. government. This is all based on things he's heard from people inside the government. And then Anna Polina Luna is an unusual choice for this committee. Um, she's a freshman congresswoman just sworn into office in 2023. You know, her district is Clearwater, Florida. If you know Clearwater, that's the headquarters of the Church of Scientology. Anna Polina Luna is best known for threatening to sue just about anyone who says anything bad about her. She's also somebody who has had the whistle blown on her. Her extended family made a video saying that she was a fake and a liar. And so why is this woman going to be one of the co-chairs, one of the most important committees that Congress has held in our lifetime? I suspect that this is a case of blackwashing, a word I have just invented, which means where you take something that is serious and important and then you put people who are not serious and important in charge of investigating it so that they will taint the investigation with their own lack of credibility. But maybe I'm being too hard on Luna here. Let me say that when she was running for the Republican nomination down in Clearwater, she was not expected to win. And the person who was favored, he basically sabotaged his own campaign, bizarrely making a late night phone call to one of Luna's female acquaintances. During that phone call, he drunkenly complained that Luna was a threat to the Republic 
and vowed that he would bring in his contacts from the underworld, saying that he knew people in the Ukrainian and Russian mob, and he was prepared to have her removed for the sake of America. That recording uh, ended up being played in court. Luna brought it to court to get a restraining order against the gentleman, who subsequently dropped out of the race. And so maybe Luna is a real people's champion being opposed by nefarious forces of darkness. Or maybe we've just had a glimpse into Florida man politics. And uh, you can decide as a listener of the audience which one you think that is. But uh, I got to say, I don't feel good about Anna Polina Luna being co-chair on this committee. And then Tim Burchett, he just doesn't have the experience. What happened to Kirsten Gillibrand? She's the uh, Senate. Well, she's in the Senate. So I guess the Senate's not willing to take this up right now. Now, regarding Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who is one of the more serious people on the UFO topic in the U.S. Senate, really in the United States uh, government overall, Gillibrand has been working on figuring out why it is that the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Arrow, the office that she created by amending the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act, um, They're supposed to be finding all the UFO information, gathering all the files from the Pentagon. She's trying to figure out why do they not seem to know about some of these programs. And what she's figured out, even though Congress gave Arrow the authority to go and collect all the UFO information, apparently they failed to specify in the appropriate language, appropriate legalese, that Arrow has something called Title 50 authority. And so Arrow only has Title 10. Title 10 uh, is the access to classified information controlled by the Department of Defense, uh, so the Pentagon, whereas Title 50 is necessary to access information gathered by National Geospatial Organization, National Reconnaissance Office, CIA, NSA, DIA. And so that's the problem quite possibly there that Arrow just doesn't have the authority to gather some of the information. And we're only finding this out now. And Gillibrand is saying she's going to fix it. Now, to me, that's prima facie evidence that the government, that the uh, at least the intelligence community is doing something illegal. So when Congress sits down and says, we're going to write legislation to tell the government to reveal everything it knows about UFOs. And then the government comes forward through this arrow office that Congress creates and says, here's everything we know about UFOs. And then through the process of interrogating Arrow, Congress finds out, actually, they've got their fingers crossed behind their back because what they're not telling you is that there was this higher level of authorization that all you had to do was ask for explicitly and then you would have it. But if you didn't know about it, then you wouldn't ask for it. And so they would be able to say, well, we don't know anything about those programs. That seems not just contrived, that seems straight up criminal to me. Like it's an attempt to subvert the spirit of congressional oversight. Shibboleths, right? Magic words or phrases that have to be used to get to the secrets. Kind of seems like you're building a secret society, like an occult institution inside the intelligence community. So I'm hoping Burchett and Luna will have enough gravitas to extract some useful information from Grush and whatever other whistleblowers are going to come forward. Maybe Stephen Greer will send some people ahead. 
But again, I remain concerned that this is what I call a blackwash, an attempt by members of Congress to actually sabotage this investigation. Because, you know, as I've reported on this before, my concern is that there could very well be real Pentagon misconduct, which is being concealed using UFOs as a kind of deep cover story. We already know someone inside of the Pentagon is losing track of enormous quantities of money. Just this year, Reason Magazine reported the Pentagon cannot account for $220 billion supposedly given to military contractors. The money just disappeared. And the nonpartisan Government Accountability Office has slammed the Pentagon, noting that back in 2001, we're first notified that was by Donald Rumsfeld. The day before September 11th, he announced that he had discovered that the Pentagon had lost track of billions, hundreds of billions in cash. Back in 2001, in the aftermath of 9-11, with everyone distracted, the Pentagon promised to deal with it by 2005. They never did. The issue didn't come back up again until 2020. And then the Pentagon said they would deal with it by 2026. But the Government Accountability Office is saying, wait a minute, this is going on for over 20 years now, right? You guys, you can't figure out your books. It's been 20 years and you can't figure out where the money is going. So somebody is squirreling away hundreds of billions of dollars per year. And so it wouldn't be crazy to me with that much money moving around if they've built a kind of cult that's willing to lie and say, well, first of all, their first layer of defense would be this is a black box, black box project and you don't have any oversight. But their second layer of defense might be a myth that they're willing to repeat about aliens or captured UFOs. And so, you know, I'm very open to the possibility that our government has captured UFOs, but I'm also very open to the possibility that our government is using the UFO mythology as a smokescreen to conceal grotesque wrongdoing. So let's uh, take a look at how the U.S. media is depicting the situation. The U.S. media, as usual, weighing in in a way that's designed to drive us all apart and increase overall political polarization, Wired running a dismissive article about the upcoming UFO whistleblowing hearing, where they said it's a symptom of Congress's growing obsession with conspiracies, which they attribute to the far right, maintaining, quote, in our strange political universe of alternative facts turned dystopian reality, once fringe notions have built-in fan bases in today's capital, and in the House of Representatives, party leaders tapped Grush's allies to lead their chamber's investigation, end quote. So there they're referring to Burchett and Paluna. But uh, I wouldn't call these people Grush's allies. Also, can we all remember that it was Kirsten Gillibrand, the Democratic senator who got this investigation stuff going prior to her Democratic senator, Harry Reid? He also appropriated millions of dollars for his best friend, Robert Bigelow, to do the investigations at Skinwalker Ranch. Harry Reid was interested in UFOs, and so he got money for his friend to do the investigations at Skinwalker Ranch. He's a Democrat. Don't tell us that this is a partisan thing. Wired actually went on to say, quote, Grush's unvetted claims were seen as vindication, but by a small but vocal and increasingly powerful faction of far right lawmakers. So they're really angling to turn this UFO thing into some partisan right wing conspiracism. 
But have they noticed the biggest conspiracist in American politics right now, RFK Jr.? He's running as a Democrat. The Hill recently found he's actually favored to win the 2024 race, at least in this sense, he was viewed as more favorable than any other candidate. 49% of the people they surveyed said they were favorable towards him. He was 20 points more favorable than either Trump or Biden. And just this week, RFK Jr. made a press release saying that he will declassify all the UFO files. This is absolute garbage to frame conspiracies as a right-wing thing or interest in UFOs as a right-wing thing. I see this as the media desperately trying to drive us apart. They shouldn't even be beating up on conspiracy theorists in an era when every year our Pentagon can't account for hundreds of billions of dollars. Let me end this episode by saying don't let the media or anybody try to tell you that UFOs are in any way a partisan or a thing that only certain people are interested in. I've also heard the ridiculous claim only white people see aliens or only white people get abducted. Try telling that to Demi Lovato. You know, this is all designed to drive us apart, but UFOs should bring us together. Because whether they're real and they're a threat to our survival, or they're fake and they're cover for government stealing our tax money, it's an issue that affects all of us. Thank you for listening. I have been Dane. Until next time, stay strange. Stay safe.